Okay. Are go. we filming live? Uh, no, we'll be live on the internet. We'll put it live up later. Oh. Is that good? Okay. Okay, you ready to go? Yes. Gospel means good news. Like, you can't change the definition of the gospel. We fail to take control of something that God had given us stewardship over. This is not just going to be given to you. You're going to have to stand for something. That's what the battle is for. The battle is for your awakening. The battle is for your first love. The battle is for you to, to awaken. When God say, get on the way right now, begin to move with what is happening right now, and stop looking and fantasizing in your mind and imprisoning the revival that God wants to bring. The Supernaturalist, The Supernaturalist Podcast Show. Hey, Sophia, welcome to the show. Hi. I, I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh. Yeah, how about you? Have you, have you been looking forward to this? I haven't thought of it until you asked me later. Yeah? You know, I, I thought there, there's probably a lot of stuff that we could talk about that might be able to help people out. Um, different kinds of conversations. Well, like what? Well, you know, sometimes when we're driving to school or when we're driving Peter and Abigail to school, you guys ask me different questions and I, I try to answer them. And then sometimes I even learn stuff when I'm trying to answer them. Then try to answer this one. Do you have a question for me? Mm-hmm. What is it? Can you think while you're trying to get smart? Can like if I asked you a question, could you try to like sort of take that question and try to make that question smarter? And after you make that question smarter, it makes you smarter. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's one of the ways that we get smarter is by asking good questions, but also by answering questions. Because sometimes when we have to try to answer a question, we begin kind of processing. Do you know what that means? Processing? Like just kind of talking our way through it, <laughs> you know? And so sometimes the like as we're just talking out loud and thinking through something, um, all of a sudden, like revelation starts coming out, and we just start learning from what the Lord is kind of speaking through us. Wow, that sounds amazing. It is. It is amazing, and that's why I love it when you guys ask me questions. But that's also why I like to ask you guys questions because sometimes when I ask you a question, as you are talking, revelation starts coming out, and I actually learn from what you guys are saying. That sounds very great. Talking about questions, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. What's up? Can you see God by looking into a picture of Him? What do you mean a picture of God? I've, I don't know if I've ever seen a picture of God. If you saw a picture, if somebody painted a picture of God and you looked at it and you thought, wow, is that so beautiful? And then you saw God and it was in the picture. Well, you let me ask you this real. question. What are some ways that we can see God? You can see him in the Bible. You can see him in uh, dreams. You can see him in visions. You can see him in anything. But there's one thing that you'll never see him in. Can I do that thing? What? Since heart 
but you have God's heart, you can see him everywhere. You can see him on the walls, see him on your hands. Yeah, so you can't you and can't see about, God in sin, is that what you're saying? I'm saying like if I was sent I wouldn't have any I couldn't see God anywhere. Like in dreams I wouldn't see God. In the Bible I wouldn't see God. I wouldn't see God anywhere. If I was sent I wouldn't see God anywhere. Well, you can't really be sin because um, sin is something that we that we do or something that we don't do. So sin's kind of an action, you know, versus uh, versus a person. I think. Well, I'm trying to say is I meant like I've been like if I just been bad and bad over and over. I'll be sinned because if I'm bad and bad over and over I'm trying to act like him well you know it's, I think it's interesting your question about how do you see God because you, you know one of the ways that we can actually see God what through Jesus so in Colossians 1 it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God what you know what that means Invisible means like you can't see it. Right. And so um, uh, when we look at Jesus, that Jesus gives image to the invisible God. But you know what's also really interesting? Go ahead. Well, if it's invisible God, when you see him in a dream, the invisible fades. So you can actually see him. Yeah, so when you see Jesus, you see you see God. And when you feel the Holy Spirit, you feel God. And um, and what's interesting is even in the Old Testament, um, God would, would reveal himself. You know, it's interesting. It says that, um, do you know who Isaiah is? No. Isaiah is what, Isaiah was a prophet. And, um, and the Lord comes to Isaiah and he puts a uh, coal on on isaiah's lips and there's this whole kind of thing there's there's prophets that see the lord standing um there's all these 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 different revelations and i hope this is making sense uh <laughs> these different revelations where in the old testament people would see god in like human form they would see that where and the lord would do things and it was like so even though god is a spirit he would take on human form even in the old in the Old Testament, and but in the New Testament, um, we see Jesus in human form. And Jesus says, "Hey, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father." So Jesus is the image of the invisible God. So God is no longer invisible because of Jesus. And also, you know, do you know who the Holy Spirit is? Yes. The whole yes. Yeah, so we receive the Holy Spirit when the we Holy, believe in the Holy Spirit. Is just like an act that we can receive yeah we can receive that act yeah and when you receive jesus you, you and you receive the holy spirit and you receive the father and the son yeah because you get spirit. you get the three in one right so when you receive jesus you're you're actually receiving the father and the spirit at the same time right like it's impossible to receive jesus and not and not the holy spirit it's possible to receive jesus and not the father 
and something just like that that can help you remember all those three things if you're having trouble just pick a three leaf clover oh does the clover remind you of the father son and holy spirit watch the father the son and the holy spirit there's three leaves on those and there's three people and they're and they're all one a three-leaf clover has three leaves but it's still one and our god is one our god is all of those things at the same time yeah and our god created the three-leaf clover so whenever we see a three-leaf clover that creation uh, is, is creation um gives us a revelation and also spreads love creation spreads love yes it does how does that work it works like this like if i give you a present would you like it or would you just say i don't like it if you give it to me i'd love it because it's from you see you would love it and love is love there's nothing that can change love there's nothing that can change love nothing and so if you gave me a present i would love it and creation is a present that god has given to us for us to love and enjoy that reminds us of our father like when we look at creation when we look at a, a three-leaf clover when we see that a four-leaf a three-leaf clover is a gift from god to us it's a gift and we love it because it's from him mm-hmm. also the creation why creation is just like a gift because god created you and talk about some of the clovers that are so lovely god created them and if god created them everything god creates will not be mistaken he makes everything perfectly there's nothing no thing wrong about god's creations like if i made a blob and god made a blob do you think god meant to make a blob yes because blobs can actually be beautiful creations so god created you and because god created you you are perfect and because god created you and i receive you you are a gift from god in my life in my kind of understanding that yes and it's not only for me but everybody has the same thing it's brained all around the world and going towards the blob conversation um, when it comes to the blob what you're saying is that sometimes god creates things and we might think that it's imperfect because of how we're seeing it but because but because it's a gift from god it's actually perfect and we need to get his eyes so that we can celebrate it the way that the, the uh and when we celebrate something for how god made it i think maybe we can begin to see it the way that god originally saw it when he created it so like if i can celebrate sophia for who you are that when i celebrate you i begin to see you for who you really are instead of just seeing you through whatever filters or lenses like, of imperfection in order to see the real creation of the blob you can't just say you can't use sense eyes 
or yours. You have to use God's eyes. Not your eyes, not somebody else's eyes. You have to use God's eyes. You're, but how do you use God's eyes? Use God's eyes by being good. You help your mother. So there can actually be a sin filter, that like, like glasses, like sin glasses, that affects the way we see people and it affects the way we see creation. It affects the way we see everything. So when we, when we see through sin's eyes, we're not seeing the truth. But in order to stop that, you have to say no. You have to just keep being good and it'll go away. Like, if I took my glasses off, my sin glasses, there'd still be some left. Well, you know, what's interesting is that when Jesus died on the cross, he defeated sickness, death, sin, all of these things, right? So um, Jesus really shattered the power of sin. So the only time that sin is powerful is when we... Um, when we won't reject it like like when we don't reject something when we tolerate something it becomes powerful in our lives and it affects the way that we see things so sin is not powerful because of what jesus has done on the cross jesus shattered sin and also since sin is just gone the only way we can actually get rid of sin just like God did. If we want to be like God, that'd be good. How can we be like God, Dad? That's a really good question. You know what's interesting is you know Adam and Eve. Yes. Do you know who they are? They started. They named and a snake. Tr sin is transformed into a snake to sneak up on them. So, what big bad mistake did Adam and Eve make? There was a mistake that God told them never to eat an apple from a tree. They asked why. But that apple made them notice something they never ever knew. That something was not their plan, but they thought they'd be happy. God appeared and the snake said, they convince him to do something they try not to do. So here's what's really interesting. It's not that apples are evil, <laughs> right? The snake's evil. Yeah, well, so the snake or the, the enemy, okay, mm -hmm. this is what he did. What if I came to you, Sophia, and I said, if you will eat this banana, if you eat this banana, then you can be my daughter and you can be in my family. What would you say? Like, like if, if I'm going to give you a magical banana and if you eat it, you'll become my daughter. What, what would you say to that? What I would say, I would, I would ask God, God, should I do this? Shall my perfectly lovely family? Okay, well, listen. You would. I think you would say no. Do you know why? Because you'd say, "I'm already your your daughter, Daddy. Like you're my daddy. I'm your daughter. So if I like, why would I eat that banana? That banana's not good. You know, I'm already your daughter. So this is what this is what this is what sin did. Are you ready? This is what the snake did. 
he tricked them into thinking that if they disobeyed God, they would enter into true divinity of, of thought. They would enter into something that's more than human. They would enter into they would enter some, into the some sort of the family of the gods. Better. Something better than God. Something yeah. better this than is what, Holy this is Spirit. What, this is what the devil, this is what Satan, this is what the snake, this is what he always does. He tries to offer us stuff that we already have. He tries to get us to transcend, um, uh, like he tries to get us to just to transcend these, you know, he tries to get us to enter into realities where we're already in them. And I'm probably not making sense anymore. If he, it's like just, it's like to say like if you do this, Sophia will be Darren's daughter. Well, that's silly because you're already my daughter. Yeah. And like the Adam and Eve, they were already part of the family of God. Like they were already like, a part of this of mm-hmm. this divine family. This they were part of the the dance of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, it was like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and Adam and Eve. And then when they sinned against God, the the devil lied to them because they didn't get a, a special place. They were robbed of their special place, like like because they disobeyed God, um, like it was like they they re, they rejected the family that they, that they were now in. Like, if my mom told me not to eat a lollipop, and I said no, when she left, I just took it, and somebody convinced me to take it, like. If you take this lollipop, you will be better than anything you could ever imagine. But it's not true because I already am part of my family, and yeah, you're right. So it's like the devil. The devil said this: Hey, eat this lollipop. If you eat this lollipop, you'll be like God. But they were already like God, and, and yet they. So what the the real problem he is? He convinced the boy to convince me. He convinces you and other people. Yeah. Well, the real problem is d- disobedience. Even mm-hmm. you know, even if we don't understand why our mom and dad say not to eat the the lollipop, the it's really really important that we obey our mom and dad, and it's also really important that we obey God. Mm-hmm. This has been a really good conversation. See what I mean? I feel like we're learning as we're talking. Like our first conversation. What was our first conversation? Do you remember our first conversation? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was it? Yeah, I'll find out one day. But you remember our very first conversation? Mm-hmm. What was it? About, do I have to? Yeah. You don't want to? Okay, after. What else What else do you want to talk about? Because we have a couple more minutes before we have to be done here. Well. Like, do you think this conversation is going to help kids out and their parents? Or do you think it's only going to help out kids or only parents? What do you think? Well, let's talk about that. Okay. If, like this. Pretend somebody made a really good show and it only helped their parents. Would you like that? Would you just say, what about the kids? Did they learn this reality they did they learn how to actually do that did they learn anything about this or did their parents just say no you cannot you cannot watch do you think that maybe sometimes parents know a lot of stuff but they don't really teach their kids what they know or they don't really yeah. invite their kids into what they know sometimes grown-ups 
are just so distracted by what they know. Like, pretend I was, like, you were doing something and I was just trying to look and to see God, but you're just saying no, no, no. That's why you're blocking me from God. So you think that parents can actually block their kids from seeing God? Sometimes they actually can because they get so distracted by God. They're just well, like, not necessarily distracted by God, but distracted by other things? Or do you think that maybe God, because God doesn't actually distract He parents. just tries. It's not that. They're just saying, like, whoa. Like the parents are so, the parents are so distracted mm-hmm. that, they, that they keep their kids from being able to see God. They can, in some ways. Well, what do you think? What do you think um, parents should do differently? Well, when a kid's trying to get into conversation, and you're distracted, just walk away for a few minutes of that. What about like the? How important is it for parents to invite their kids to have conversations like these? Like well, you and I are having a conversation right now, right? Well, like. The one we are talking about later, like the one about kids wanting conversations, it's just like that. See, in order for the grown-ups to be better and to make God actually be happier, you have to say, hey, do you mind? You, God has to just say, one time I heard a Bible verse about two boys who are grown-ups, and they came over, and a person invited them to their house to pray for their kids, and the kids saw them. They ran over to say hi, but the persons, the people, were stopping them. They're just saying, no, sorry, stand back, make way for king. But then God said, children... Are number one in God's kingdom. That means children are so made for God's kingdom. It said in a Bible, and I was just like, "Whoa!" What do you? Uh, what would you like for parents to start doing for their kids? Well, the first thing is, I'd like them to get Bibles. You like parents to get their kids new Bibles? Well. If their Bible only has one page. And then uh, what else? What, what else would you like to see parents? So number one, parents should get their kids new Bibles. And then what's the other thing parents should do? If parents have lots of money, at Christmas or Easter or any time you want, I want parents, every single parents, drive in their cars and go and give some of their money to the homeless. So you think, okay, so parents should uh, get the kids new Bibles. Parents should uh, be generous with the homeless and the poor with mm-hmm. their kids. And then how often should parents read their read the Bibles uh, to their children? Every day. And what time of the day is the best time of the day to read your Bible to your kids? When you're with your family, your friends, and... The Holy Spirit. When do you have the Bible read to you? Normally at the bedtime with my sister. Yeah. 
And sometimes it's your, with your awesome Actually, dad. Actually, I used to with my dad, but now I do with my sister. Well, your sister did it one time, like last night, but it's usually your dad. It's like usually always, it's always be silly. Like, I'm always the one that reads the Bible to you, except for last night. Except for these nights. I've been having Abby snakes. And Abby didn't even read the Bible to you last night. She read the American Girl doll book. No. You're making stuff up. No. First you read me the Bible, then you read me the American Girl doll book. Are you just saying that because it's the podcast? No. I think something that's really important to you is seeing God. Have you ever seen God? Yes. Would you be willing to tell me about it? Tell me, when did you ever hear about him first? Like, if you didn't know about him, how did you ever see him first? If I didn't know about God, how would I see him? Like, if you could make... How did you see him, like, when you were born or when you are grown up? How did you first see him? I saw, I saw Jesus in a dream when I was a little boy. Could you tell me about that? Sure. So I had this dream. And Jesus was um, talking to me. What did he say? I don't remember, but he was being really funny. He was so funny, funnier than any person I have ever like talked to before, right? Like he was so funny. And I was laughing so hard that I had tears coming out of my eyes because I was laughing so hard. Did he hard. wake up? Did you wake up your parents? No, And but guess what? When I woke up from the dream, I was still laughing. I was laughing and laughing and laughing. And like, and so, yeah, and I think that I maybe received an impartation um, from Jesus from that account. Who encounter. told you to run the church? Like, run this whole thing, get them all ready to see the real God. Uh, God put a desire in my heart, like, like that I wanted to. But then he spoke to me through a bunch of other pastors, prophetically. <laughs> How I first saw God, <coughs> because the first time I ever saw God. Hold on, you've seen him more than once? I saw him in dreams ten times. <laughs> you've seen him ten times in dreams? All right, tell me, tell me about this. The first, do you want to hear the 10th or the last? Tell me one of your favorite times. The favorite one was this one. It was one of my first vision. It's when I was sleeping and I was so just, I, my brother and sister were being so loud, so I was there, so like my dad's trying to get them to bed. And so loud. But then, I went to sleep finally when my brother was awake. When my brother and sister were awake, I was like, but in my dream, I could talk inside my mind. But I was like, what? What's happening? But then, God came and he said, Do not be afraid, for I will be your soldier, your God, and your protector. 
This is what God said to you. He's going to be your soldier, your God, and your protector. What did God look like? Everybody thinks it, but they don't always see it. What do you mean? I meant by... What does he look like? Is he... If you, did you see any Bibles of Jesus and there's pictures of him? If you see pictures, a lot of them, and they all match to one picture, you can see him fully and he's just like his son. Just like his son. Like, Peter matches you, sort of. Peter looks like me, kind of? Uh-huh. It's like a miniature, but Jesus is just um, sorry. Like you. Uh, a miniature. It's like if I'm a kid and I match mom, sort of. Then I'm a miniature mom. Peace. But then your miniature is a miniature anymore. Your miniature grows bigger and bigger and bigger, and your miniature. So when you've seen God in visions or dreams. He looks kind of like when you see it, basically you see kind of like Jesus, like the Jesus from your storybook. Uh, that's what it kind of looks like in your dreams. Well, Sophia, this has been amazing. I, I love having these conversations with you. Thank you so much for making time in your busy schedule to make this possible. Mm-hmm. You want to do it again sometime? Yes. Okay, let's do it again. Love you. Love you.
podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. And I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review, if you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks, guys.